So, how was your day? Well, it was the last practice of the year, and I was looking. I remember we were getting set up. I look over my one of my seniors, and I was like, we're just sitting there talking. I was like, you know, this is the last time I'll ever coach you in football. He was like, yeah. He's, <laughs> he's just like, kind of like, we were just like talking about it. It was just funny. I was like, well, then. <laughs> just like it didn't occur to him. But, like, the running joke is, like, after some point, we start to notice that, like, no matter what happens, I always kind of, mm-hmm. like, take care of him. Yeah. And, um, like, it started, like, during, like, a little bit before the year, like, about two weeks into the year. This man would, like, he lost his glove, and he'd always, like, look for it. And no matter, no, like, right on cue, I'd always be the one to find it. And it'd just be like, all right, that would happen. Or, like, he lost some part of his rib protector practice because, like he said, there's always a piece that just falls off, and it's, like, a random piece. So then we were like, oh, okay, you know, I found something on the ground. I didn't know what it was before he had said it, and I grabbed it, and I was like, I don't know what this is, but I'm going to put it in my pocket. Then he asked for it. I was like, is this this thing? And he's like, because the only reason I know it, because he said it kind of falls off. And he's like, oh, he's like, oh my goodness. He's like, he said, you always got everything. And there was one point, um, he was looking for something in his locker, and he couldn't find it. And I look, it's like, is it this thing right here? And he's like, oh my god. I was like, I was like, I said, I was like, I said, where would you be without me? He says, honestly, I don't know. <laughs> and like, it just became like a running joke whenever he would, um, whenever something would happen, I would just happen to be there. Mm-hmm. And and then like today, like you know, they're doing like the pictures. The seniors are taking the picture with their moms, and like, I kid you not, I'm walking up, and like his mom comes up, like out of nowhere. Hey, can you give this to him? He needs this for the pictures later. I'm like, I said, every coach has done walk by here, but for whatever reason, it happened to be me, and I'm like, it never ends. So I give him his stuff, and then I come out, and then like. All of a sudden, she's trying to talk to her son, but, like, she mistakes him for someone. I mean, she mistakes someone else for him because all she saw was the hair. And she says his name, and I'm looking for him, and I'm, like, trying to, like, reiterate what she's saying, and I don't see this man. I'm like, am I just blind? And I was like, no, that's so-and-so. And she's like, oh, my goodness, all I saw was the hair. And then, um, so I go in there and tell him, and I was just like, I said, good gracious, alive. It's like, up until you graduate, this is probably what I'm going to be doing. And we just kind of, like, laughed at it because it was just, like, funny. Because it was just, like, I've been doing it since, like, day one, really. And I remember yeah. I, I told one of the seniors today, I said, like, hey, it's the last one. What you going to do? And it was like, you only got a couple more periods left, and then you never practice that football again. And I'm just, like, awful because I'm just, like, um, I'm just, like, I remember when this was me, and I was, like, I was not a fan. Mm-hmm. But it was just like, oh, it'll be fine. I remember, um, when I was like, coach, like, someone was like, I said, yeah, like, I remember when I was in the same spot a couple, like, a, a while back. They are like, coach, did you cry? I was like, heck no, I didn't cry. I was like, if anything, I cried at our last game, and not because it was over, because of how we lost. <laughs> are you still salty about that? Oh, definitely. Like, I will never, ever, like, not be salty about it. Because it's like, oh, we're, like, smacking this team in the mouth. And all of a sudden, it's just like, I look up, it's like, so how did we manage to lose? Hold on, hold on, hold on. Killer! Hey! Killer! Come here, honey. What's he doing? He got the remote. 
It's on the it's in the chair. Will you hand me his remote? In case I need it. Okay, you can continue now. Sorry. <laughs> I, just, I was just like, as soon as it's like, kill it. It's like, he um. He is such a turd. He likes to steal just about anything today. Um, I literally went pee and I had like a muffin wrapper. Um, like, you know, the little like paper that goes around the bottom. Mm-hmm. And I had it folded up inside of a paper towel and that paper towel was under my coffee cup and it was on my desk and I literally was gone for like a minute and a half to pee and he managed just to get the muffin paper out of the paper towel from underneath my coffee cup and then he ate the whole thing in a minute and a half she's like my mom and I'm just like how and so he stole the TV remote, and he's mad because I'm recording, and so therefore I'm not playing with him. So, that is my mom's dog. And yes, I do want one of my own, but I will still probably complain about that dog being a nuisance. Hey, man, I told you how you can get one, but you know you're like treading, you're treading your feet. Listen, we've talked about this, okay? It's too soon. Look, all you gotta do is recover on your own time. <laughs> you just would, <laughs> you just would be tied down already. <laughs> like you can go through the recovery process all on your own. <laughs> We're still gonna just go and break stuff <laughs> or do an escape room. <laughs> the only we thing is now all of the above. I would just like to not cry myself to sleep when I'm married. So. Well, correction, we wouldn't even live together, so it's fine right now. But I'm still, like, if I'm going to have a ring on my finger, I need to be mentally in the place to do that. Because it's not fair to the other person if I'm crying myself to sleep because I'm still not over the man who broke my heart. Simple, we just go and beat him up. No, um, um, we don't do that. Um. I mean, you don't do that. No, 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 no. For the sake of appearances, I, we can't do that. Okay. Just because, like, in my case, if I wanted to do that, it'd be like, I, but then it's like, if it ever came back, it's like, they'd be like, hey, coach, so-and-so, you realize one of your coaches got into a, an altercation this weekend. I'm like, I would be like, how in the world? Coach, I don't know what he's talking about. <laughs> it wasn't me. I got an evil twin somewhere. Exactly. What is it, dude? Well, come here. Dude, I know you can make that jump. Don't even. So, all I want is everybody to confirm on the podcast. They heard once Jordan is kind of done recuperating, she says she's game. That's what I got out of this entire podcast. Because, like like I said, the Those running joke was... did not come out of my mouth. No, 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 no. You didn't have to say them. The only thing is, it's just the fact you said you're just not mentally there yet because you're still hurt, which is fine. But once you're kind of past that hurt... There's nothing stopping you at that point. That's what that's what we got out of all that. You're also forgetting about. Never mind. I'm not gonna say it. No, 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 no. Go ahead. No, I don't want to say it on the podcast. Oh my gosh! You can just edit it out. 
That's true. That's about all I got. He 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 might be barely taller than us. I think I made I made he a barely short is joke. being generous. Yeah, I made a short joke to short. Jordan this past weekend, and she was like, "You're the same size as me." I was like, "Hold on now, you ain't gonna disrespect me. I am I'm taller. It may not be Listen, my body, but I am taller." Uh, you won't be even a half inch taller once I put on my stiletto heels. That I don't yeah. ever wear anymore because I'm lazy, but I have them. See, exactly. So I don't have to worry about that. I wear them when I cosplay. All right. So, all right, all right, all right. So the oh, thing everybody is... Everybody needs to know what my Halloween costume is this year. What is your Halloween costume? I'm going as Sadness from Inside Out. Because <laughs> I'm <Yep>. sad. <laughs> yep. But that's okay. I'm, my roommate is going. So Thea, she's going as Joy from Inside Out because she already has blue hair. So she's just gonna get a yellow dress, and then we're just gonna take pictures of me on the floor and her being happy behind me, and it's gonna be great. Sounds so depressing. It is. I am depressed. I walked into that one. Yes, you did. Everybody, you see, this is actually what I deal with. Hmm. <laughs> I wish everybody could see, like, how I, like, every time we record an episode, I definitely change my name in respect to whatever Jordan's doing. Because it's like, all right, it'll be like, normally I popped in, it was like Anderson number one, because I call myself Anderson number one consistently, for the most part. Then, you know, she went through a breakup, and I was like, all right, I'll be Anderson number two. And then at one point, I just put DQ. But then when we had all of them on the show, I was just like, I went back to being Anderson number one, because I was like, um... Actually, no, reverse order, because that happened before that happened. But I'm like, oh, Anderson number one, because I have to assert my dominance. But then after that, or my ability to be the alpha, even though I'm not always the alpha, because Jordan has to be the alpha sometimes. But I was just like, this time, just it's sometimes. like, look, just sometimes, because there's, there's points where I, I definitely have to take point. But when mm-hmm. it comes to planning, I'll let you do that. But when it comes to like impulse, I think that's a meat thing. Okay. But then But uh his dude, name today is Jordan's husband. Exactly. So like it's like all right, boom. Now I gotta like get real creative next time. Cause like last time for our mini episode there was no point because we were both in the same place. That's true. I haven't released that yet. Well Yeah, I'll probably release it after this episode. And it's funny because it's like we were done and then I just kinda like sit there and waited because I was waiting for Mama Anderson to show up, but then Mama Anderson's going through some things also. And I'm just like, all right, I'll have to meet Mama Anderson some other time. And then I get back to the house from work. I record the podcast, and I was just like, man, it's still at midnight. And I was like, I gotta be at work at 7. And lo and behold, I was at work at 6.45, and I was just chilling. Mm-hmm. Uh, he also left Mama Anderson a chocolate bar, and she was very appreciative of that, and she ate it the next day. I told her, but hey, I take care of you. want to come say hi? I'm scared. Thank you. 
He can't see you. My mom just was like, I can't come over. I don't have a bra on. I'm like, oh my God. It's like mother like daughter. Just say hi. Did you say mother like daughter? Yes, he did. Hello? Mom and the Hello? Hi. <laughs> How are you? I, I'm good. I can barely hear you, but I'm good. I'm so sorry. We've been having some audio difficulties, but it's okay. Well, no, I just don't have the headphones in, so I'm just like... She's like next to the headphones. Yeah. Oh. Oh, my God. I just realized I heard her, and it it, it, it reiterates the copy and paste thing I talk about. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, he insists that all of us are just copy and paste. Okay. And when we... Um, did the episode where all four of the all four of us were in it? Mm-hmm. Uh, it was so funny because he couldn't see, like we didn't have video going, and so Maddie said something, and he was just like, "Okay, which one of y'all just said me? Like I can see you because I can't tell you apart by your voices because all of you sound the same." <laughs> all right, well I'm gonna go take a bowl of apple. Oh, did you get it to work? Um, yes. Okay, good. Yeah, I put it on myself. It's not uh-oh, you know, but I put oh. it on work. Like, it's long enough, but it's not as long as we thought it was. Oh, okay. I should have told, like, told her, don't forget, I'm still going to marry your daughter. Oh, we can't have that conversation with her right now because she's automatically going to want babies. And I, like I said, we can't go there yet. Don't worry, my mom's in the same boat. So it's okay. I'm like, I understand, <laughs> ma'am. You got killer. That's all. That's the best I can do right now. So you can eat Jackson, but uh, mom has claim on that one. So I'm a, you have to take that up with her. <laughs> That's all I'm gonna um, say. I'm be like, hey, you're on your own there. My mom got a uh, a folding bathtub because we only have showers here um, at my stepdad's house, and so she got like a Japanese folding bathtub, but the like hose that came with it isn't very long, so. I was like, well, what if we get a shower, like a new shower head, and then we get one with, like, we get one with, like, a removable hose so you can just, like, hold it over the bathtub, you know, and, like, fill it up that way instead of having to use this, like, really tiny hose that came and hook it up to the bathroom sink. And so, yeah, so she got it to work. I was supposed to set it up for her last night, but we spent a lot of time in Walmart and almost got arrested, so. Hold on, explain. (laughs) So... We went to Walmart for bananas, a shower head with a hose, and then I needed some more Triscuit crackers because it's, like, all I eat right now. And we, I didn't want her paying for my stuff, so I let her check out first. Well, she's trying to scan the bananas, so she got two different kinds of bananas, didn't realize it at first. So we had to, like, call someone over to restart the transaction because she messed up scanning the bananas. Yes, I am. Um, so we had to have someone come and cancel that transaction and start over. And then she ended up having to ring up the bananas because we couldn't figure it out. We were very tired. <laughs> and um, then I picked up my stuff and just went to walk out. And my mom was like, wait, did you pay? I didn't pay. I tried to just leave. <laughs> but there was somebody at the door who was checking receipts. And so it was like. I legit would have been caught trying to steal Triscuit crackers and tuna packets because I literally just forgot to check out. And we spent 20 minutes in the plumbing aisle trying to figure out what to do to, like, MacGyver her bathtub 
because when she tried to drain it the first time she used it, she flooded the bathroom. Oh my god. What? See, and the funny thing is, like, I'm in that house, barely anything happens. It's like, the like, but I'm like, and that was one day for like two hours, three hours. There was a little bit of chaos, but not much. They kind of explained how they all have their own chaotic things that happen to them. And we were even missing, we were even missing one of the siblings. And then I met the sibling. I'm like, Jesus Christ, they look like Jordan. Um, but I can tell they're a different sibling than the other two. And then, like, one of them talked. And I was like, that's exactly what that one sounds like. And I was like, what is going on? And DQ found out how many times we've been in the hospital. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was pretty bad, guys. Like, I was like, Jesus. I'm like, and it, but it's funny because like, as much as I make fun of me, copy and paste, they all do things in, like, pairs. It's like, yeah, two of us get really sick, one of, two of us break things, and everybody else kind of kind of breaks things on occasion, but it's mainly two of them that break things and two to get sick. And I'm just like, what? Yeah, Caitlin and I used to get strep throat and ear infections all of the time. I currently am just sick all of the time, and Caitlin is currently <laughs> in competition with me about going to the ER or how many times you can go to the ER in a year. Um, and then Gerald and Maddie just break things. I'm going to take that ball away from you. I just loved it because the second I heard it, I already knew. I was like. <laughs> it's okay. I've already guys. hidden this toy from him like five times because play with your other toy. It's okay, Take guys. My Yorkie does the exact same thing. You just don't hear him because he never he's never where I'm he's never with me while I'm recording. But if anything, he'll just bark a whole lot. Also, side note, I, about to I, start bought a, barking. I bought a script, huh? This one's about to start barking because he's mad. Oh yeah, of course. You took his stuff. Also, side note. I was doing a scratch-off, like, during my story, because I bought a $5 scratch-off, because I almost never buy a scratch-off that's more than three. And I was like, huh, I won $20. Oh, wow. Yep. Hey, did you get the raw heights out of this? <gasps> Good boy. Oh, my God. That's Jordan, everybody. We got him a toy where he had to be smart about it. Hold on, let me let me get Sissy to put more rawhides in your thingy. Hold on. <laughs> Do I want to know? <laughs> he just fell off the couch. Oh. <laughs> oh my god. Those are the worst ones because they be like they be trying to try, they be trying their darndest to stay on they just can't. And like I don't even want to laugh because I feel god awful. He's done that like three times today because he keeps trying to like jump from the couch to my desk, but this time he was trying to jump from the floor onto the arm of the couch. But there's a blanket, so he got on the blanket and it slid. Hold on, she's coming. She's coming. Hold on. I'm sorry, we're recording. Can you put, can you bring me the rawhide rings that are on the counter? Or put them in that? The ends unscrew. And while he's not paying attention, I'm going to hide his squeaky ball. 
Why are you so mean to him? I'm sorry, I'm recording. I don't want him squeaking. Squeak, squeaking, squeak, squeaker. Man, I want to watch The Emperor's New Groove. I was literally thinking the same thing. <laughs> oh, when you sent me the, uh, I said no worries, and then you said Hakuna Matata t- today, I started singing the song, and then I came in here, and Caitlin was singing, um, what was it, In the Jungle? Yeah, In the Jungle, In the Mighty Jungle. What in the world? I told you, man. It's just, just had like a, a whole Disney Disney concert in the kitchen earlier. It's it's see, it's like I'm just meant to be in the family, but y'all are like, but you you we gotta make sure you recover first. Mm-hmm. No, the worst thing is, it's like I'm not even like threatening to take Jordan on a date. It's just like straight up just marry Jordan. <laughs> like I'm just skipping all the steps because I like before anybody's like, hey, it's like why not just do it the conventional way? Well, guys. We've tried the conventional way and it hasn't worked, so if we just go against the norm, we have no reason for it to not work because we have to make it work. That's true. Isn't there a movie like that where they, like, get married in Vegas and then they try to get it annulled, but the judge is like, mm, no. So then they have to, like, learn to get on. Is that Cameron Diaz and look, Ashton Kutcher? Then, like, look, this is about, remember, I told you, if it's a movie... I probably haven't seen it, so don't come to me for movie advice. Just saying, if you want to be a part of this family, you're going to have to have a movication because that's what we do. I feel like, I don't think you understand. I feel like, remember, I got like pulled into that like whole thing anyway because you were like, it's like you, you said, I remember you just said something about it and then like, um, who were we with? We, not, um, we were with, God. I, I gotta. I eventually, I gotta learn the siblings' names because I'm just like, I'm pretty sure I know which one. Who I, I'm pretty sure I know Caitlyn when I see her. She's the no, I know Maddie when I see her. So the other one has to be Geraldine. Duh. So um, I remember we're all together and it's just like, yeah, you gotta watch the movie. And I'm like, don't worry, I'm gonna get dragged into that. Like I'm Is already. This when we're eating Thai food. Yeah. No, it was um. No, no, no. That was after. It was when we were getting sushi. Then that was Caitlyn. Yeah. That wasn't Geraldine. I was like, Jalen was a Thai food. Caitlin was the other uh, one. I was like, I was pretty sure Caitlin was there. And I was like, Jalen is the one that is definitely the nerdier one of the group. That's not Jordan. I was supposed to say, she ain't nerdier than me. She just likes anime. It's the two J's. That's how I got that one good to go. And then I remember Caitlin was like, I just can't do it. I'm like, you're just a, I'm like, it's like, you're just letting me down today, ain't you? I said, Maddie, okay. I know. Caitlin is my Lord of the Rings and Hobbit buddy. I think Cinderin and Quenya are the only two languages she doesn't yell at me for speaking in. Because she knows that they're from Lord of the Rings, so she's okay with those. And then Maddie is my K-pop buddy. So it's like, each of us have something that we share and that we enjoy. Geraldine and I share anime. Caitlin and I share Lord of the Rings. And Maddie and I share our love for a specific member of BTS. Oh my god. I only know like two of their songs, but I'm just saying there's this one member that I would like die for. Sus. Anyway. (laughs) Did you just say sus? Yup. Oh my god. The go-to line for anything. Even in practice, someone will say something and I'm like, excuse me? And I was like, I'm like, uh, sus? Anyway, 
And then, like, all the kids will stop. They're like, what? I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about. You just immediately See? deny it. Like, once you say something that's, like, kind of off the wall, you immediately deny it. And then they're not sure if you actually said it or not. It's a good tactic. All right. So, uh, are you ready to jump in to the topic today? Look, I'm ready to jump into a marriage. So, I'm definitely ready to jump into this topic. Well, okay. That's good then because this is something that's... You're definitely going to want to know about me before we get married. Oh, God. So, as much as I love Christmas, Halloween is my favorite holiday. It's also my dog's birthday. Oh. Happy almost birthday, Jax. Mom, when's Killer's birthday? Breaking news, we don't know when the dog's birthday is. No, we do. She said it was June 9th. What did you think? Oh. What'd you think? I didn't think anything. He just oh. said, note to self, we don't know when the dog's birthday is. And I said, no, she does. June 9th? Of 2020. June 9th of 2020. Oh, that's... That was when my first... Uh, June 9th was my first Yorkie's birthday. Oh, maybe he's the reincarnation. That would not explain anything because... Killer is more like Jackson. Jax, my first Yorkie, is completely opposite of both of them. He had his energy and everything else, but if you told him like to leave the room, he would go and go find someone else to bother. But he'd be like a he wouldn't bark unless he heard a noise outside, like someone ringing the doorbell, or if he had to pee. Mm-hmm. So really, mm-hmm. honestly, it's like he's more like Killer's more like my current dog than my first. Yeah. All right, well, so. okay, so he's not the reincarnation. Anyways. So, this is coming out the Friday before Halloween of 2021. And because I am very depressed, I am going to talk about something that makes me inexplicably happy. Halloween. Because I love Halloween, and I love dressing up, and I love eating candy. I used to love going to haunted houses until I got in trouble for punching a dude in the face. Because he was dressed as a clown and wasn't supposed to touch me, but he was trying to, like, get my number. And so he tried to, like, hold me in a room, and he got punched in the face, and then I got in trouble. So now I don't go to those things anymore. Uh I don't watch scary movies with you anymore either because you punch people in the face. Oh, wait, come back. Say it again. I said, I don't watch scary movies with you anymore because you punch people in the face. Well, if those people wouldn't come up behind me with a mask on, they wouldn't get punched in the face. I know. Look, all I'm saying is mama's right. (laughs) Um, But there's just so many things. You know, we like to watch scary movies and go to haunted houses, dressing up in costumes, eating candy, shamelessly while watching scary movies or other paranormal scary type things. Um, there's pumpkin how, like, carving. What? Can, I love how you were like, it's like this will make you, it's like, so you got to know this before you marry me. And then you like list a bunch of like normal stuff. And I'm just like, huh? Oh, we haven't gotten to the, we haven't gotten to the, the part that you don't know yet. Oh gosh. Okay. Um, so I'm also a history buff. So we're going to talk about 
the origins of Halloween just a little bit, actually more than a little bit, because I found some really funny stuff and some really weird stuff. But my family, or my mom's side of the family, is actually from Ireland and Scotland, so we have a lot of Celtic roots. So I grew up with a lot of Celtic Halloween traditions, um, and the roots of Halloween are based on uh, a Celtic fire festival called uh, Suwin or Samhain, depending on which region you're from. It's a commonly celebrated Wiccan holiday now. Um, I do not practice Wiccan, but I know a lot about it, and I like the idea. I just am lazy, and I don't do it. Halloween is one of the oldest traditions in the world. It goes back a very long time. And it represents the relationship between the living and the dead. And the observance of Halloween evolved from ancient rituals marking the transition from winter to, or from summer to winter, uh, associating the holiday with transformation. So for the Celts, this was the end slash beginning of their calendar year. Uh, so this was sort of a, uh, like a New Year's for them because it's the end of the harvest season. Uh, every civilization has some form of ritual focused on what happens to people when they die, like where they go, how the living should honor their dead, and even what to do when the dead refuse to move on. Uh-huh. Uh, so uh, China, they have a, a sweeping day. A and what? it's like literally sweeping day. So they literally go and like clean up the graves in cemeteries and they call it sweeping day. Um, and then of course you have Mexico's uh, Dia de los Muertos uh, or Day of the Dead. Uh, there's other countries such as the US and Canada that have relation or have traditions that trace back to the Celtic festival of uh, Samhain or Suwin, um, which we just talked about. So sorry, I repeated myself. But let me tell you a little bit about uh, Samhain. Uh, so we don't know a whole lot about the rituals of Samhain because the Catholic Church Christianized the holiday, of course. And all we have, uh, yeah, all we have are writings uh, from Irish monks. Um, but it became uh, All Hallows Eve. So it went from Samhain or Samhain to All Hallows' Eve, which is where we get Halloween. Uh, so the word Samhain literally means summer's end. Um, and like I said, that marks the end of their calendar year. The Celts believe that the veil between the worlds of the living and the worlds... Uh, the Celts believe that the veil between the world of the living and the world of the dead were thinnest during this time. And that the dead could actually return. Not permanently, but just while the veil was thin. And they believe that anyone who had died in the past year or those who haven't passed on would come back on this night and interact with the living in some way. So this brought about an awareness that other creatures, not just the souls of humans, could cross over during this time, this thin time as well so elves fairies sprites dark energies they could also visit 
the world of the living were the humans during this time. So in order to deceive those unwanted spirits, people uh, darkened their faces with ash, with ash, which eventually evolved into wearing masks, which then eventually evolved into wearing costumes in order to trick the spirits or the monsters of un- or anything unwanted. And then if they encountered the spirit of a person that they wanted to, to talk to, they would just unmask themselves and reveal who they were. There is also a Irish tradition from or that's associated with Samhain that uh, migrated over to the U.S. when the Irish came, and that is uh, the jack-o'-lantern. So the jack-o'-lantern is associated with an Irish folktale about a man named Stingy Jack who basically conned the devil into banning him from hell so that he couldn't die Hmm. or so that he could be quote unquote immortal. Hey, that sounds like, um, um, the grim adventures of Billy and Mandy's. Sure. Oh my God. Oh my God. You've never seen that show. Okay. Your sound is a little weird. Did you like move away from the mic at all? Yeah. I'm about to say the grim adventures of Billy and Mandy. Have you not seen that show? Oh, the Grim Adventures of Bill and Mandy. Yeah, no, like that—that that was like literally their Halloween episode because they're talking about um, there was a there was like Jack who you're talking about who basically conned his way into immortality because he had conned the Grim Reaper because he took his sight, which is you know obviously not where your story's going, but it's just like the thing was he only gave it back if he made him immortal, so he got made immortal, but the thing Grim cut his head off. Yes, so that is more closely related to the tale of Sleepy Hollow, the Headless Horseman. Yeah. Yeah, so, but but there's there's uh, similarities between the two stories, and so it is thought that they originate from the same Irish folktale. Um, but I haven't seen the that Bill and Mandy or whatever, um, but it is a very common uh, folktale. It's just a lot of people don't necessarily associate it with the jack-o'-lantern because the hold on let me back up and finish the the story so stingy jack conned the devil into banning him from hell so that he would essentially become immortal um so technically he did die but his spirit like his mortal body died but his spirit couldn't like go into heaven or hell so he kind of just roamed the earth and he carried a small lantern made from a turnip and inside of it it had a glowing ember from hell so that it would never die out and he basically just roamed the earth with that lantern because he couldn't go to hell or heaven um so scholars believe that this developed into people carving faces into turnips um and then putting a candle in it to help protect them from unwanted spirits as well. So pumpkins are actually very rare in the UK. Um, so the pumpkin carving evolved from carving turnips because that's sort of like the closest thing, except they're smaller. So I feel like it's more of a niche skill because there's some uh, crazy faces that they carve into these turnips. And I'm like, that is just very detailed and very talented work. I'm just still thinking about 
I'm just still thinking about the fact they carved turnips. Yeah. But, I mean, turnips was a staple in the Irish diet, so. Uh, they were into, they were, I mean, their diet was essentially meat and then, uh, like, gourds and things that grew in the earth, like potatoes, turnips, uh, radishes, things like that. Um, so, yes, and so then when the Irish arrived in the U.S., they traded the turnips for pumpkins, since pumpkins are obviously easier to carve because they're one hollow and two bigger. Uh, Samhain was also a banquet where food was left out to placate those unwanted spirits. So they're like, we're going to hide from y'all, but we're also going to like cook a bunch of food and leave it on a table over there. And then we're going to be over here. So y'all just enjoy yourselves and leave us alone. Mm-mm. And that, was, that to me, like, that's like the most Irish thing to do. Like, we're just going to cook a bunch of food. And just hope that that entertains and pleases these people that we don't want to talk to. As they stuff their face. And honestly, like, that's almost exactly what my family does. We make a bunch of food and everybody stuffs their faces. And that's how we avoid awkward conversations or unwanted conversations. So now we're going to move into Halloween in later centuries. Um... So, people began dressing up as ghosts, demons, and monsters to perform antics in exchange for food and drink. Uh, this custom was known as mumming and is thought to be an antecedent of trick-or-treating. Uh, so, in Ireland and Scotland, people practiced something called guising, like disguising. Uh, and that's basically the same thing where they would uh, dress up and accept offerings from various house it, households, but they would uh, sing or recite a poem or tell a joke or perform some sort of trick in order to earn the treat um, that they, you know, in order to earn the treat or whatever the household was going to give them. And so then that developed into what was called mumming when people started dressing up as, you know, monsters and ghosts and things like that, and then performing actual pranks. Um, so that's why it's, it's like trick or treating. So they're like a trick for a treat or a trick or a treat type mm-hmm. thing. Um, but in Ireland and Scotland, they didn't just collect treats. Sometimes it was uh, coins, nuts, or fruit as well. So it could have been like an actual food or it could have been just like a bag of nuts or a handful of nuts or maybe it was some coins. Usually this was done by children though. So so it was kind of cute, but uh there's this really cool thing that ha- that I'll tell you about later on that's just it's fascinating. Um so by the ninth century when Christianity came to the Celtic lands, Samhain blended with a Christian holiday known as All Souls Day, uh, which is on November 2nd. And that was a time also for honoring the dead. Uh, poor people would visit the homes of the wealthy and re- receive pastries called soul cakes in exchange for a promise to pray for the homeowner's ancestors slash dead relatives. And this practice was later taken up by children who would go door to door asking for things like food, money, or ale. So again, like we have this, this tradition that's kind of just developed 
over the ages um, of going door to door. And sometimes they're like promising to pray for your dead, you know, relatives or ancestors. And then other times it's supposed to be for that, but they're actually just wanting something. But in order to earn whatever it is, they have to like perform for you. So, and, and, and a trick didn't always mean something negative, you know, where they're like playing a prank or something. A trick could be just, you know, like a magic trick or something. Just they're performing something. Um, so now we're getting into the fun part. So do you want to hear about some weird Halloween traditions? I'm going to hear it. Let's get it. Okay, so in 18th century Ireland, a matchmaking cook would bury a ring in her mashed potatoes on Halloween night because it was a feast. It's a uh, pretty sure Samhain is a fire festival. Um, uh, but she would bury a ring in her mashed potatoes on Halloween night in hopes of bringing true love to whoever found it. In Scotland. Fortune tellers recommended that eligible young women name a hazelnut for each of their suitors and then toss them in the fire. The nut that burned to ashes and didn't pop would be her husband. So a lot of these traditions were basically just matchmaking and trying to figure out who your soulmate was. Mm -hmm. But I still... It's kind of funny. Yep, I still find it funny. Uh, Some women tossed apple peels over their shoulders in hopes that the peel would fall in the shape of their future husband's initials. Um, So there's this thing in Ireland where they, when you peel an apple, I mean, I know you've seen it in cartoons. Like if you've seen the Sleepy Hollow cartoon where Ichabod is peeling an apple and it's just like coming off in like a, in a spiral and the, 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 the aim or the point is to not, is to basically skin the apple continuously like you don't want to break it or you want to have one continuous apple peel um and that was very significant in in just their culture and they would do certain things with it um it its shape would mean different things sometimes uh so on halloween women would take a you know an apple peel and then throw it over their shoulders and just hope that it looked like a set of letters. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I, I don't see how that was effective at all. Um, at parties, it was said that the first apple bobber, or the first successful person to bob an apple, would be the first to marry. And uh, I can personally attest that that one doesn't work. Because I have been to many a Halloween parties and festivals where I have been the only one to successfully bob an apple. And there's a specific person who doesn't listen to this podcast, but she should. And we would go to these festivals together and bob these apples and I would win and she got married before me. So that tradition does not work. Moving on. Sorry, not sorry. (laughs) Um, There are beet and turnip carving contests in the UK still because pumpkins are scarce. Uh, So they not only carve faces into turnips, but also beets 
And those are just another, they're a vegetable, not necessarily a gourd, but they have that like carvable consistency where like you can carve an apple, but the inside of the apple is going to turn brown really quickly. Whereas like a turnip and a beet and a pumpkin doesn't immediately like start to rot. Uh-huh. Um, oh, here's a fun one. The Germans hide their knives during the week leading up to All Saints Day, which is November 1st. Um, so they don't accidentally harm the ghosts. Because huh? apparently to them, ghosts can be harmed by uh, inanimate objects. So That's not how that works. They're German. So... <laughs> um, Ooh, in Wales, this is the fun thing that I was telling you about earlier where it's just crazy. So in Wales, there's the skeleton of a horse head that is fixed to a pole and the carrier is hidden by a bedsheet uh, that's like behind, that's like attached to the pole. And so like the person carrying the pole is like being hidden by this bedsheet and they go around ringing doorbells, trying to best the owner of the home in games of wit and poetry. Basically, this is a rap battle, and (laughs) if the horse wins, the horse gets to uh, raid the household of all of their booze. If the homeowner wins, the homeowner gets to keep the booze, and then the horse moves on to the next home. I believe this also happens on Christmas, so I think this just kind of happens between Halloween and Christmas for them. But I just, I mean, it's Wales, and Wales is just absolutely crazy. Like, all of their town names are just so whack. Like, I thought German names were hard to pronounce. But I I can't, I can't. It's just, no. It's all consonants. All consonants. The consonants. Like, okay, you have Irish, and they have groups of like uh, pairs of letters that make a specific sound. Um, And usually one of those letters is an H because they don't actually have an H in their language, but that H in the written uh, Roman alphabet that they have signifies that this, it signifies a certain sound or just a change in the sound of the consonant before it. But there's rules. In Welsh, there are no rules. Like, it doesn't make sense. There's no pattern. And I love languages, but I cannot I cannot do Welsh. I just can't. And if you don't believe me, go look up any road sign in this in Wales. Okay, moving on. Uh in Spain, they drink a drink that is literally on fire and it glows blue. And it's specifically made and drank on Halloween. Or, like, the, the night between th- the 31st and the 1st. So, like, their Day of the Dead. Uh, which, Day of the Dead is a Mexican holiday, but there's other Latin equivalents. Or Latino, Latinx equivalents. Okay, there are other Latin American equivalents of that are similar to uh, Dio... What is it? Dio de los Muertos? I think... My sp- my Spanish is completely eluding me right now. But uh, 
Only if it was not Latin. It's not Latin. It's Latin America equivalents because Latin doesn't exist anymore. Oh my goodness. Um. So (laughs) here's a weird one. Okay, so the French they like to go to cemeteries on this day and sprinkle chrysanthemum petals over the graves. So what do what do what? Yeah. Okay. So chrysanthemums are a death flower. What color Which, are they? Uh, I think they're in several colors. Oh, well, never mind that. Um, you can get them in, like, white and yellow, I know for sure. Um, but I think that they have pink ones now. Anyways, it's a death flower. I don't know why it's a death flower, but it's a death flower. And I should know because I've been to three funerals. And I'm about to go to another one. So, um, but on every single flower arrangement, there are nothing but chrysanthemums. Um, so chrysanthemums is a death flower. I've known that for a while, but the French like to take the chrysanthemums and just sprinkle the petals over graves and cemeteries. It didn't say whether or not they do this at night or during the day, but either way, I just find it creepy and funny and just weird. Very original, though. Ooh, in Poland, Halloween is zombie day. Excuse me? (laughs) So, in Poland, they, it's the same thing where they, like, believe that the spirits of the dead can come back because, like, the the veil between the two worlds is is thin. Um, But it's, like, you either, but they don't view, like, the spirits of, like, as, like, a spirit. They literally think of it as, like, a, person who's risen from the dead and you can either stay in bed all day mm. and just not get up and venture out into the world and accidentally encounter somebody um, or you can get out of bed and then spend the whole day catering to the dead spirits or the dead and uh, so you have to like be their servant for the whole day so they basically just stay in bed so that they don't have to do that but it's called Zombie Day. Oh, yep. I kind of just think they wanted a day to be lazy. Like, they just needed to find an excuse. And I'm not upset about it. <laughs> like, I'm cool with that tradition. Um, so we can't have a weird tradition list without Russia. Um, in Russia, so you know how the, the Germans hide the knives so that they don't injure a spirit. Well, in Russia, they have to consciously refrain from spitting because they have to prevent their saliva from accidentally landing on a spirit. It didn't say why, but uh, yeah, they like apparently can't get saliva on spirits. And um, they also light candles to warm the ghosts. And then they leave out milk to cool the soul to cool the souls of those roasting in hell. What the heck? <laughs> what? I don't know. Um, I'm convinced this stuff is just like, you know, like, I don't even know how to explain it. Like, um, what the heck? Okay, last one on my list is uh, Denmark. Um, so in Denmark, they like to party on Halloween. 
But the pinata that they use, it's not full of candy. And I'm really sorry, Thea, because I feel like you're going to listen. And I'm really sorry, Cheyenne. Um, I don't condone this practice, but uh, they like pinatas. But the pinata has a real live black cat inside of it and not candy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I don't know if they're like hitting this pinata with this poor cat inside until it breaks and then the cat like gets freed and then they chase it and whoever catches it gets to keep it like it didn't elaborate it just said that there was a real live black cat in their pinatas so if anybody lives in denmark or like knows what this tradition is about please email us at a fearful earful pod at gmail.com because i really want to know because this is animal cruelty to me and i do not like it Oh, and I lied. I have one more on my list. <laughs> it's Finland. And it's so very specific. All right, so where are we going to travel? Because, like, I got to know these things so I can plan. I mean, I'm definitely taking you to London, to England, because that's my that's that's my soul. Like, my soul is there. Um, and then I would like to go to South Korea, Japan, and Singapore only for the food. Only for the food? Yes. And then in German, we have to go for the Wagner Festival. And I have to make you sit through 16 hours of the ring. Excuse me? You heard me. 16 hours? Yeah, it's a two-day It's a two-day process. Four hours. Intermission. Four hours. Then you go home. And you come back. Four hours. Intermission. Four hours and then it's done. It's a very famous opera. It's where they're riding the Valkyries. No, nah, hold on. Hold on. Like, as much as, like, I'm like, you know, I'm that willing friend to, like, make sure Jordan lives out our dreams. I'm going to be honest here. Yeah, like, I'm like, I would like to travel the world. Cool. But if I'm doing that, I'm gonna, I am I need to be able to look over and be like, all right, I, I said I do, so I kind of can't say no. So I'm just going to be like, all right, let's Let's get this. Let's do this. (laughs) Okay. There's a lot of naked people at these German festivals, but it's really fun. Oh, my God. You did not just say that. I did. That's where I saw my first naked man. I'm going to just. What? No, 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 no. I'm not even going to go there. But um, I'm going to just say. My father did not think that one through. (laughs) Yeah, no, you. So your father did it, and you're just like, you know what? Let me take my husband there so he can just experience the just don't know what I'm going to describe it as like I did. Listen, Leipzig is like its own little world, okay? But if we go to any other part of Germany, it's fine. I'm just going to be like, you know what? Just take me to Japan and we'll call it a day. Okay, we'll definitely go there because there's some food. Oh, we can have dinner in an igloo. All right. I'm down for that, but legit. In Akita. I think it's Akita. Ring. (laughs) Okay, okay. Hold on. Okay. So we have to, we got off topic. All right. So last, last weird thing on the list. In Finland, children go trick or treating. But, okay, so you know how there's that song in Christmas where it's like, we wish you a Merry Christmas, um, and they're like, bring out figgy pudding, we won't leave until we get some? What? Have you never heard that song? No. 
We wish you a Merry Christmas. We wish you a Merry Christmas. Well, I just like, no, like, honestly, I just kind of really know that part. Okay, yeah. And then so there's other verses, and it's like, bring us some figgy pudding. Um, bring us some figgy pudding and bring it out here. And then yeah, no, we won't no, go until we no, get no, some. Okay, yeah. Well, there's other verses. So there's apparently more than just movies that I need to educate DQ on. Um, but there's other verses to that. And I just always thought it was so funny because the song is about going, you know, caroling. But then they're like, listen, we sang for you. So now you got to bring in some figgy pudding and we're not going to leave until we get some. Well, on Halloween in Finland, <laughs> kids go around and uh, instead of, you know, doing tricks or, you know, reciting poetry or whatever to get their treat, kids in Finland just uh, threaten to break people's stoves if they aren't given food or beer. That sounds like a Jordan thing. I mean, I wouldn't break their stove because that's a very expensive piece of equipment to replace, but it's just very specific. Like, if you don't give me candy, I'm going to waltz into your house and break your stove. And this happens every year. Yes. So imagine being the, like, Scrooge of the town and these kids come and break your stove every year because you don't give them treats on Halloween. That would suck. I mean, you just got to fight them all. (laughs) I guess so. All right. So the next thing that we're going to touch on is how dangerous Halloween can be. So originally the trick-or-treating was just kind of like, you know, performing tricks or reciting poetry, that kind of stuff. Then tricks became playing pranks. Um, Because, you know, the Irish and the Scottish, they would do harmless things. I think this Scottish had this like a prank that kids would do all the time where they went and got like a a turnip or something and they lit it on fire and they stuck it in the like keyhole of the ha- of a house that way when the owner came home their house would have been filled with like a really obnoxious like smelling smoke but like that was it that was probably like the most destructive thing they did was they just made a person's house smell really bad but <laughs> when the Irish and Scottish immigrants came to the nation of the U.S. They brought those traditions with them, like we discussed. And very much like Americans do, we ruin everything. Accurate. So, we took this harmless cute historical ancient tradition of trick-or-treating and we started pulling pranks these pranks involved placing farmers wagons and livestock on roofs turning or tipping over outhouses whether or not they were occupied or not which is just gross um, people even stole the gates off their hinges for, like, paddocks and stuff, and 
that would let livestock and other animals get out um, and possibly get run over. Or eaten by other wild animals. Um, so, at first, the pranks were limited to, like, rural places. So, like, you know, farmlands and, you know, Midwestern open spaces. But as the metropolitan areas began to expand, the pranks became more and more destructive. Uh, kids were setting fires, breaking glass, uh, tripping pedestrians. Uh, boys ran through the streets, splattering people with bags of flour or ashes. It said splattering, so I don't know if that means they're, like, hitting somebody with a bag of flour and ashes and then the bag, like, busts open and then a bunch of people are covered in flour. Or if they were literally just, like, running around throwing flour or ashes in people's faces. Which is just rude. It's harmless, supposedly. It's all rude. I mean, it's all rude. Um, uh, One time, there was a report of some train tracks were waxed, causing um, one car to collide with another, and it uh, seriously injured the conductor. In 1902, the public was told to load their muskets with rock salt in preparation for all of the mischief. Uh, Halloween became known as Mischief Night in a lot of bigger cities. Uh, But then the pranksters began getting injured because homeowners were shooting them with rock salt. Uh, There was even a few pranksters that were killed as the townspeople uh, retaliated because these adolescents were being very destructive and rude. Uh, Things got worse during the Great Depression. Uh, Some pranks were so destructive, big cities considered banning Halloween altogether. But then there were other cities cities that got smart. So, yes, you would want to ban Halloween if it's causing problems and being super destructive and people are dying. But what have we learned from Prohibition? It don't work. Exactly, it doesn't work. You're just going to force it more underground or make a lot more people mad, and then it's just going to get worse. So. It'd be like Fight Club, but Halloween edition. Or The Purge. Just Look, not sanctioned. That's the first thing that popped in my mind, but I was like, hold on, let me, let me tone it back. And then I do <laughs> that, and then you just proceed to just jump into it anyway. And I'm like, all right, this is why, like I said, Gotta marry Jordan because she'll say this. Jordan's the type of person to be like, if I got the wrong food, I mean, normally I say something anyway, but Jordan would let the the, the, the person know that my food's wrong. Of course I will. (laughs) Okay. Um, So other cities got smart. They knew that banning something wouldn't work. So they started to plan parties, carnivals, and costume parades on Halloween to keep kids and adolescents entertained so that they wouldn't be tempted to cause mischief. Um, But it was the 1930s, so during the Great Depression, and there wasn't a lot of money to go around, so communities pooled their resources and and started something called house-to-house parties. So essentially... It would be like a bar crawl, but for houses. And so you'd go to one house and they might give you like a sheet that's supposed to be a ghost costume. And then you'd go to the next house and that house would give you an orange or some kind of treat. And then 
the next house would do something different and they would just go from house to house. And so it was like trick-or-treating, but each house wasn't obligated to, you know, give the same thing or give something really big. They would all get together and then plan out what each house was going to have. Um, also, during this time is where we started to see haunted houses uh, because they were trying to come up with things to keep kids and adolescents and young adults occupied and entertained and they're like okay well we know that they enjoy this kind of scary stuff so let's just make a place where they can go in and be a part of it or experience it and so they we started seeing haunted houses or horror houses um I think there was even one that was really close to like a rage room where it was like a designated place where you could go and be destructive Mm -hmm. um but Uh, So haunted houses kind of came to be between the 1930s and the 1950s. Uh, But of course, this, you know, planning all of these things and having activities for kids and teens and young adults to do didn't stop the violence. Uh, But contrary to what I'm about to say, the violence actually did decrease quite a bit, unless you lived in Detroit. So, during the 1970s and 80s, arsonists literally lit up Detroit by setting trash cans, dumpsters, and abandoned buildings on fire. In 1984, 800 fires were set across the city, and the city responded with, um, so basically during Halloween week, or sometimes Halloween's like a three-day festival for some places, uh, they had a dawn to dusk curfew, so that meant you could, if you were under the age of 18, you could be out from dawn to dusk, but as soon as, you know, it started getting dark, you had to go home. Uh, and there were over 30,000 volunteers that participated in overnight watches and patrols, and they were armed with water hoses. Water hoses? And that was, well, yeah, because they're setting things on fire. And so they're like armed with water hoses. Just imagine I'm rolling up to this town and everybody's like, here's where I can see him. And I'm like, he's got the water hose. He's being serious today. Well, listen, in Detroit on Halloween, it's cold. You spray somebody down with a water hose. I'm just saying that's a very effective weapon. You spray me down with a water hose. I might air it out. Anyway, not the point here. Um... (laughs) Because I, guys, I, I'll be honest, I cannot stand the cold. <laughs> so that would definitely get it done, but that also definitely would get you done in. Yeah, I would not be too happy. Um, so that's all I have for the history and, like, things that happened on Halloween. Um, mostly because a lot of people do know about, you know, the Celtic Fire Festivals and Samhain. Um You know, even though we don't know a whole lot about it, a lot of traditions that we practice today, or if you go to a Renaissance festival around Halloween, or maybe you're a Wiccan, or you live in a place in the UK that actually does celebrate Samhain, um, a lot of the traditions are the same. It's a big feast. You have a giant bonfire, and you dance around, and it's a festival, and there's like crafts and things to do and lots of food. So Um, I didn't want to spend a whole lot of time on the stuff that I assumed a lot of people knew. I wanted to kind of hit on things that maybe people didn't know. But 
I know you are not one to watch scary movies. And after I tell you my story, you're probably never going to watch another scary movie again. I mean, let's be honest. Outside of the fact I feel like you're going to force me to, if I don't have to, I'm not going to. So it isn't like I'll never do it again. I won't do it again by choice. Okay, that's fair. Well, it's Halloween. It's spooky season. So what's very popular during Halloween? Horror movies. But what happens when that horror movie is cursed? Oh, God. Explain. Okay. So, today, uh, so to finish out our story today, I'm going to tell you about a movie set or the production of a movie that is considered to be the most cursed movie production of all time. Do you know anything about the movie The Omen? Nope. No, that's a different movie. I was going to say, that's not the one where, like, the entire crew, like, died eventually. But I was like, no, that's something else. (laughs) Uh, That's either Poltergeist or The Exorcist. Uh, I think that's what it is. Yeah, so there's actually, like, a list of, like, horror movies that are considered to be cursed. But uh, The Omen kind of takes the cake. Um, And we'll find out why. Uh, The Omen has one of my favorite actors in it. Hashtag Gregory Peck. Gregory Peck? Okay. I don't expect you to know who he is because you already told me you're not a movie person, but, uh, hold on. Oh, I misspelled his name horribly. Gregory. Peck fan! I'm not, I just hit the wrong button. I'm not a fake fan. Oh, he's Atticus Finch? Mm-hmm. Ah, well, there we go. I've seen the Kill and Walking group. But where is... Uh, Roman Holiday? Starring Gregory Peck and Audrey Hepburn. We're gonna watch the movie because it's very good. You're gonna watch what? Roman Holiday! Oh, man. I was making sure that was it, and it's like, then you got real quiet. It's like, we're gonna watch that movie because it's really good. Everybody should watch that movie. It's got Gregory Peck in it. He's a fantastic actor. Actor. Well, I don't know what just happened to my voice there. Okay. Um. So the Omen is supposedly the most cursed film production ever, and apparently Satan himself was behind it. The Omen is a 1976 film that tells the story of a man, Gregory Peck's character, who accidentally adopts the Antichrist as his son, and The Omen remains one of the most successful horror movie franchises of all time, despite the fact that it is cursed. Uh, Following in the footsteps of Rosemary's Baby and The Exorcist, The Omen hoped to attract the same audiences, but... In the end, it seems as if Rosemary's Baby and or the curse of Rosemary's Baby and the Exorcist didn't just provide the omen with their audiences, but also their forsaken curses. That's a very awkward sentence. I can't believe I wrote that. Okay. Hopefully you guys understood that because I'm not repeating it. Uh-uh. Not <laughs> um, I did. I did. I'm just saying, like, don't repeat it. 
Okay. Uh, The Exorcist was considered a cursed movie set after four people linked to the movie died. There were several several injuries during the movie's filming and even a fire that burned down most of the set except for the little girl's bedroom, which apparently struck the crew as very weird. Um, There was even a murder during the filming of that movie. A man who played a nurse in the film killed a reporter before the movie was released. Uh, The man confessed... Uh, pretty quickly, but he couldn't provide a motive for why he did it. Uh, several movie or several viewers of the movie reported getting violently ill while watching it, and one lady even passed out and broke her jaw. Like she fell, I guess, like passed out, fell, and then broke her jaw while watching The Exorcist. Uh, Rosemary's Baby became known as a cursed movie set after a series of very unfortunate events. Uh, began afflicting people associated with the movie. Uh, The director's wife, Sharon Tate, was murdered by the Manson family cult. Uh, She was pregnant at the time. Uh, John Lennon died outside of one of the buildings where the movie was filmed. I don't think that's actual evidence of a curse, but it's very weird and sad, so I included it. Uh, The film's composer died at the age of 38, only months after completing the music for Rosemary's Baby, Uh, He died of a cerebral hemorrhage. Uh, Again, this alone uh, wasn't very unsettling until people began to realize that the composer's death mirrored that of a death of a character in the the film. Uh, Forget what the character's name is. But, like, he literally dies in the exact same manner, and I believe the character in the movie was the same age as he was. Um, Mia Farrow, who is the main character of Rosemary's Baby, I think... Um, was served divorce papers on set. Again, not evidence of a curse. It's just very unlucky. Uh, The director, Roman Polanski, he went downhill fast after the murder of his wife and unborn child. He sexually assaulted a 13-year-old girl several times because he drugged her and got her drunk. And he was caught. He spent 42 days in jail and then fled the country to avoid further persecution. Uh, The producers of the movie suffered from kidney failure and other bouts of very bad luck. The writer of the film was targeted by the Catholic Church for believing in witches and Satanism, even though he didn't. He just wrote a movie script, but apparently that was blasphemy. So the Catholic Church didn't like it. Um, Of course not. So yeah, so... Yeah, so The Exorcist and Rosemary's Baby are probably the two most famous cursed movies aside from Poltergeist. Um, but Poltergeist came about in like 80s and 90, 80s or 90s, I think. Uh, we've talked about the Poltergeist before, though. Uh, so the Omen film set, or the Curse of the Omen set, includes several deaths, injuries, and lots and lots of lightning bolts. Oh gosh! It's like I just watch it. I'm just listening to this progressively. They get like worse and worse. Nah. Uh huh. So, um, apparently the creator of the movie warned the cast and crew on the first day of filming that Satan wasn't going to like what they're doing, and they all kept working on the movie anyway. So now we're gonna go through some things that happened on the set of the Omen or during filming. Uh, two months before filming started, I think, Gregory Peck's son committed suicide. 
I didn't originally include that in my list, but we were talking about Gregory Peck, and I do want people to know that he suffered a tragedy before filming this movie. I don't think it has anything to do with the movie itself. It's just very sad. Um, Yeah, so... Uh, the set designer, John Richardson, was on location with his wife and a colleague for another movie. Um, so I think this was actually, like, right after the filming of The Omen ended or during when he was working on, like, another movie. Um, so Richardson, his wife, and a, and a colleague were in a horrific car accident. They hit another car head-on. His colleague was literally decapitated when one of the front wheels tore through the floor of the car and hit her. Uh, This incident is eerily similar to the gruesome decapitation scene Richardson had designed for the omen. Uh, Richardson also claimed that he saw a sign off to one side of the road Uh, that notified drivers of the approaching town of Omen. Spelled with two M's, not one. But still, it's creepy. Um, Okay, so then, then an animal trainer that was hired to keep the cast and crew safe from animals used in a zoo scene for the film, he was mauled by a tiger the day after they shot the scene with all the animals. And the scene involved a bunch of baboons. Yeah. So, he was brought on set of The Omen to, you know, kind of, uh, he's a trainer or, I guess, just, like, a handler for of animals, and they brought a bunch of baboons to set for this, um, zoo scene. Apparently, the, the bank, or the mother in the movie she gets, like, her car gets, like, surrounded by a group of, like, very angry baboons. Um, and so the, the trainer who was hired to, you know, handle the baboons and stuff, he goes back to the zoo or wherever it was he worked and then immediately was mauled by a tiger and died. So. Yep. Okay, so... Gregory Peck was on a plane headed to London for filming. His plane was struck by lightning and one of the engines caught fire. The aircraft came very, very close to crashing into the Atlantic. A few weeks after that incident, uh, producer Mace Newfield was on his way to set also by plane. His plane was also struck by lightning while crossing the Atlantic. It did not crash, but it came close. Uh, Two lightning versus aircraft incidents are creepy, but uh, it was a third lightning strike on a plane carrying a crew member for the film that solidified that there was definitely a pattern emerging. And if that wasn't enough, producer Harvey Bernard came extremely close to being struck by lightning while filming in Rome. So there were two crew member or three crew members that were on a plane that were struck by lightning during the filming of this movie. And then one of the producers was just filming in Rome and almost was struck by lightning. Imagine just like you're just casually minding your business and it's just like, 
the lightning comes down real close, and you're just like, you know what? I'm going to just stop whatever I'm doing and just go. Yep. Uh, another animal uh, incident. A group of trained Rottweilers attacked Gregory Peck's stuntman for real. Uh, something happened, and the dog's teeth tore through the stuntman's protective padding, and the dogs defied their trainer's commands to stop. So the stuntman was injured, not seriously, but enough uh, to where he could no longer continue to work on the film. Uh, Mace Newfold, uh, after surviving a lightning strike on his plane, uh, was staying at a Hilton in London with his wife. He and his wife were given early checkout after the hotel was bombed by the IRA. And then after that, but thankfully, so thankfully, Newfold, Newfold and his wife were not in the building at the time of the attack. But several days later, Newfold, several other producers, and Gregory Peck were headed to a restaurant when the IRA bombed the building that they were headed to. So, I mean, at this time, the IRA was kind of bombing a lot of places in the UK, but because uh, this was going on during... Uh, British occupation of Ireland. So, but still, they were almost killed by IRA bombs. So, <laughs> um, then the crew of the of the Omen had hired a small airplane, uh, a small local airplane, for some aerial shots. But the craft was rented to another group of people instead. So some Chinese businessmen had made the pilot a better deal. And the Omen crew were told that they'd have to wait for their scheduled ride uh, for later in the day. Thankfully, they were not on the plane. In an extremely bizarre and lucky for the crew, turn of events, the plane crashed while the businessmen were on board. Allegedly, the pilot flew into a flock of birds upon takeoff. He crashed through a front through a fence, and landed on a car that supposedly had the pilot's wife in it. The what? Yeah, so apparently the plane took off with the pilot and the Chinese businessman in it. Uh, the pilot flew into a flock of birds, crashed through a fence, and then landed on a car. Supposedly that car had the pilot's wife in it, but I only read that on one source, so I'm not completely sure how accurate that piece of information is, but it really did land on a car. And I said allegedly to him flying into a flock of birds because no one, like there's a couple of different things that people say caused the crash, but nonetheless, they crashed, landed on a car, and everybody on board died. And the people in the car died. Because they were, you know, crushed by a plane. Um, so the crew didn't get injured. On that one. They were very lucky. Um, a stuntman, so a different stuntman who worked on The Omen was doing stunts for another movie when he, uh, so he was supposed to jump off of a tall building and land on an airbag. He had done this many times before, but this time he jumped early and at a very awkward angle despite having practiced the stunt several times beforehand. And he landed on the ground instead of the airbag. He survived. 
Uh, but to this day, he claims that he was pushed off the roof because he was like, I didn't jump. Like, I really do feel like I was pushed. I was pushed. And he, to this day, thinks that the curse of the omen followed him. Uh, one of the churches that was used in filming of the omen became the site of many crimes and several members of the congregation were too scared to re-enter the church after the movie was released. Not sure why that was on the list, but, uh, not upset about it. A remake of The Omen was made or released in 2006, and it also had some weird deaths associated with the movie, and, and a good chunk of the raw film was destroyed. I think, like, 1,500 feet of film was just mysteriously destroyed, and then the cameras kept experiencing technical issues during the entire filming of the remake. Like, there was no rhyme or reason. They just refused to work continuously. Uh, it also didn't help that the marketing campaign for the original film was a campaign of, quote-unquote, impending doom. Um, so the director wanted the movie to be more of like a mystery than a traditional horror movie. So he envisioned the advertisements to seem like a series of horrible coincidences that led up to an ending that made the audience wonder if any of it was connected. Sound familiar? <laughs> um, they used tactics like, or tactics like creepy taglines. Uh, for example, one was, uh, good morning. You are one day closer to the end of the world. And remember, you were warned before the trailer or before any other advertisement. Um, they would use phrases like that. So I want to say I don't believe in curses, but uh, anybody who knows me knows that my life is nothing but difficult and I do constantly feel like I am cursed. So yes, I do believe in curses, but I honestly think that the omen had it coming. Because from day one, they literally were like, well, the, de the devil's not going to like what we're doing here. So some of it I do think was manifested, but other things are just way too crazy. Like, how do you have three planes, three different planes get struck by lightning within the span of the same few months? Like that statistic alone is so, so low. Hey, man, people are hard-headed. I don't know. Like, flying is the safest way to travel. Even back then, like, it was not... Plane crashes were not are not as common as people think they are, even back then. And so it just seems so crazy to me that three different planes would get struck by lightning during the, more, during the filming of on one the plane. movie. Sure can't get Jordan on a boat. Listen, I have more chance of survival on a plane crash than I do if a boat sinks. And if I don't survive the boat crash, I'll probably die instantly. Whereas if I die in a, if a boat sinks, I'm going to drown. So, right, so everybody that's a very... say when the plane crashed, you said a boat crash. And I was like, I'm going to fix it. But you kept going. So I did, I did establish that. Whatever. You know what I mean? If I die in a plane crash, I most likely will well, die instantaneously. Yes. But if a boat sinks or explodes, I most likely will die by drowning, which is a very slow and painful death. Still a widow. But Superman also said flying is the safest way to travel. 
Ah, uh, but this is the same man whose weakness is a glowing green rock. But yes, you're probably not wrong. Look, the glowing green rock is radioactive pieces of his homeworld. So if we collect all of them and then get rid of them, then he won't have any weakness. Well, then, Just saying. Well, well, I'm pretty sure if we got a large enough amount on Earth, it would definitely cause some problems to him regardless. Not if we destroy it. It destroy it. You act like it wouldn't make some like purple, my bad, green haze over the world for a little bit. So then we take it into space and destroy it. It's fine. Um, I don't think that's almost out. We just got to keep it away from Lex Luthor and Batman. So you're telling me, so, so, so impossible. So, all right, I got it. It's not impossible. And keep away from Batman, who has a contingency plan for everything? Well, listen, he and Superman are friends now, so he should be able to help us destroy the kryptonite. Lex Luthor is smart, and he's he's one of the smartest villains out there, but he's still not all-encompassing smart, and he can't survive in space, so. I would take my chances. Anyway, all right, but no, 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 not not now, this is an important question. Marvel or DC? I feel like there's a wrong answer. Oh, there is. Because <laughs> I like, <laughs> I'm trying to, th- I'm trying, to- I'm trying to judge what you want me to say, but while also being honest, because I definitely lean more towards DC than Marvel, but I really, really like Captain America and uh, Captain Marvel, but. I don't know how I feel about it. I, 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 I grew up with DC. I, I grew up with DC, so like I didn't get exposed to like Marvel comics until I was in high school and college. And so did but, I. Look at that. I was like, you know what? I've seen the light of being wrong. But Wonder <laughs> Woman. Wolverine? I do like Wolverine. But Wonder see, Woman. Exactly. No, no. And Green Arrow and Green Lantern. Hawkeye. Deadpool. Okay, that's what I got. <laughs> okay, listen. Ron Reynolds is just... He doesn't count because he's Deadpool, but he's also Green Lantern. No, no, no. The Deadpool movie, he corrected his mistake. <laughs> I liked the Green Lantern movie. It was not the best. He, he sure didn't. <laughs> but I liked it because he was in it. Ah. <laughs> It'd have been ten times worse if he wasn't in it, and, and man, I know he didn't like it, and, and he regrets filming it in his own movie to make sure that the Green Lantern movie wasn't made. <laughs> I know, but I just I really do. I mean, I read the Green Lantern comics as a kid, um, but I mean, I also really liked the Flash as a kid too. That's um, your, that's your that's the redeeming quality. I do love some Flash. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. I didn't get into Wonder Woman until high school, but I grew up with uh, Superman, Batman, The Flash, and uh, the X-Men comics. So that's what I grew up with. Did you just not and watch then Justice League? everything else was Star Trek and Star Wars. What? Did you not watch Justice League? The new one or the cartoon? The cartoon. I didn't have TV. <sighs> oh my gosh. 
the only TV that I watched as a kid was uh, Thundercats and Power Rangers. Oh, man. Oh, man. And I think Dragon Tales and then, like, Arthur. I just love how, though, like, you were like, I said Marvel, DC, and then there's this, I was like, I feel like there's a wrong answer. <laughs> Well, because I know that all, like, everybody that we hung out with in college was so into Marvel. Like, Ja'Cory could literally talk about Marvel all day long. But I grew up and was raised with DC, because that's what my father was into. And so, like, I have, like, a sentimental connection to DC. But then you have Iron Man and Captain America and Captain Marvel and... (laughs) Hawkeye and Black Widow and all of the, you know, it's just such a great cinematic universe. It really is. But I also really like The Flash. All right. All right. So can, it's. You can stay. You can stay. It's fine. So this is actually a pretty short episode. Sometimes we get to almost two hours, but we're only at an hour and 40 minutes. Exactly. But I didn't want to bore everybody with, like, a bunch of information about Samhain. Um, I actually was going to try to talk about, or not try, I actually thought about covering one of those, like, crazy haunted houses where you have to, like, pay pay a bunch of money to get into. Or, um, like, if you make it all the way through, you get a bunch of money, but, like, no one's ever made it all the way through. Yeah, and I, I know you're talking about. Yeah, I thought about covering that one, but I seriously do not condone it, and I don't agree with it. I know it's perfectly legal, but I don't like it, so I didn't cover it, and I probably will never cover it because it is very brutal. And I really just think that that is either a training ground for psychopaths or legal forms of torture. And I don't understand why anybody would willingly sign up for that. Because anything goes. There is no safe word. Yeah. Well, you don't pay to go in, I don't think. Like, I don't think you pay. I know you have to apply, but I don't think you pay to go. You just get paid twenty grand if you make it all the way through, but no one's ever made it That's all the way through. The motivator at the end. Oh, is that they want the money? Yeah. There's like been people that have had their like head shaved. They've gotten broken bones. One person was like technically buried alive, and I'm just like, I would be put in a room full of snakes or a vat full of bugs and just immediately die. And so, like, I can't. I can't. I can't. I I don't understand people who willingly do things like that. Like going through. You know, the, like, normal haunted houses where it's, like, themed. I think the last one I went into was, like, an insane asylum theme. Like, those are fun. And, like, the ones where they're allowed to touch you, but you have to, like, sign a waiver, those are okay, too. I've done a couple of those. But when they're illegally allowed to, like, physically harm you, and, like, you can't fight back because, like, you signed a thing saying you're not going to fight back. Like, I just don't understand the psychologist. A person's psychology who goes through that willingly. Like, I just don't get it. But anyways, it goes back to that fascination we have with fear. Yes. So I told you about my favorite things about Halloween. What's your favorite thing? Or do you even like Halloween? I don't even think I asked you. 
You just like went in and I was just waiting. I like Halloween. I don't mind it. I usually like to usually go to like the small haunted house when I was younger and just kind of go through that. Then, you know, candy, obviously. But the day after for the half price candy, top tier. Ooh, that's my favorite. That's the only thing about Valentine's Day that I like is the like half price candy the day after. Yes. God, I hate Valentine's Day. Ugh. Okay, I already got your thing for Valentine's Day picked out. Actually, it's for Christmas. I'm joking. Um, <laughs> it's a joke. All of okay. it's a joke. It better be. Because I really detest Valentine's Day. Oh, oh, I said Christmas after that. <laughs> I know. That's why I was like, okay. Yeah, no, I dislike Valentine's Day. It did. Oh, I remember everybody's like, I remember everybody's texting me, Happy Valentine's Day. And then there was like this meme that has Ice Cube in it. It says when you're single, they tell you happy Valentine's Day. And it's like, the F that got to do with me? Mm-hmm. I about, um, about lost it. But no, 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 I hate Valentine's Day. I've hated Valentine's Day since I was little, though. So that's me, too. But see, like, for me, I, always, there, I have, like, multiple reasons. But, like, the main ones, like, I used to tell everybody, for whatever reason, it was just, like, always, like, universally, like, a bad day. And it's like, and I did, there was no reason behind it. It just would end up being one. Everybody said, nah, it's like, I feel like everybody's like, it's like your mindset. And then, like, we'd get to high school, and then, like, something crazy would happen, and I would be involved. And I'd be, like, the one that nobody would, like, nothing would happen to all year except for that day. And then everybody was like, okay, we believe you now. And I'm just like, I tried to tell you, it's just usually a bad day. Man, I used to get so bad because my birthday is before Valentine's Day by a couple of days. Um, so, like, my, if I had a birthday party, it would always be freaking heart themed or Valentine's Day themed. Or like I would get a present on my birthday that was supposed to be for Valentine's Day and my birthday. And I'd just be like, no, they are two separate things. I do not want a heart themed birthday. I want a Batman themed birthday or I want a Hello Kitty themed birthday. I don't want a hearts everywhere themed birthday. <laughs> Tell us how you really feel. <laughs> um, a certain person's mother, her birthday is uh, before Christmas, so she totally gets gets it because she gets mad when people give her birthday presents that are also her Christmas presents, and she's like, "No, it's the it's two different things. I want a present for my birthday, but then I better have a present." For Christmas. But I just hate Valentine's Day, so I pretend that that day is just a normal day. Because honestly, if you're in a relationship, that person needs to be encouraged to show that they love you and appreciate you every day of the year, not just on one day. And so I feel like that's just like the one day of the year that people are like, oh, this is like the only time of the year that I show my significant other that I love them or like do something really romantic. And it's like, "Mm, yeah, no, like, remember, like, um, I never did anything on Valentine's Day, but then, like, I remember randomly when I went and got flowers one time, because I'll be honest, guys, I'm terrible. I'll admit that. Never really been a huge flower getter, but, like, I was like, what am I doing? I was like, I haven't got, like, we've been together a year, and I haven't got this person flowers. So, boom, and I went and got them, and then, like, I'm going to buy them, and crazy thing is, I, like, I have, like, this crazy hot ankle sprain that day, and it was bad. Like, I'm over here, like, it hurts to walk everywhere. But I'm like, yeah, I need to get these flowers. And I'm over here just doing that. And um, I get them there. And one of the dudes is like, oh, so what What you do this? Like, what you do? What you do? What you do? And I'm like, nothing. I just want to go somewhere. I was like, oh, man. It was like, it's like, yeah, okay. And I'm like, 
Yeah, they just expected you expected that you did something wrong and you're getting flowers to make up for it. Yeah, and I was just like, Jesus. What are we teaching our children? I was like, good God, man. How are you slacking so bad? But anyway, and I remember just like, oh my God, I got flowers. Like, you got me flowers? And I was, I was like, aha, there it is. So anyways, that's why we hate Valentine's Day. Exactly. Thank you for coming to our TED Talk. Yep. Man, I had this whole thing for the start of this episode and I completely forgot. I should, you should have wrote it down like how you tell me to. I know. I was going to be like, we are now back to our regularly scheduled bi-weekly podcast or programming or something clever. I don't remember. But that ship has sailed because I forgot. Because I was too excited to talk about Halloween. Yeah, I don't say too excited. Well, I mean, I can't be overly excited about anything right now because I am broken and depressed. But I still love Halloween. Sorry, if you play Persona, you feel better. Uh, what also makes me feel better is shooting mercenaries in the balls on Mass Effect. So we'll see. <laughs> I know you said what you said, but I said what I said. You can be I pulled out my sniper rifle and I shot mercenaries in the balls. I pushed them out the windows and then I flirted with my alien boyfriend. Ah, so you're telling me you need to play Persona. <laughs> no, that's not what I said. No, 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 no. See, the thing is, the thing is, I'm reading your mind, all right? So, like, in my mind, I'm reading... That you're like, yes, I need to play Matt. I need to do all my like sniping and yada yada yada. But I need something a little different. This this is getting really deep. Anyway, I'm gonna need something a little different. And I'm just like, and I gotta like manifest it because let's be honest here. I said I wasted my well, I didn't waste because it was needed. I I put my one vow on that you have to play Persona Five. Like, can you imagine? How, like, strongly I feel about this game to not be like, nah. I've been meaning to ask you about that. See, since I already know that it's your wedding vow, or part of the wedding vow, does that mean I don't have to play it until we get married? Whoa, 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 whoa. Or is that a contingency to get married? (laughs) You didn't specify here. Look, 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 look. That's not my fault. Okay. You, we're not looking for technicalities here. All right. I need technicalities. I need boundaries. Boundaries? Persona 5 is not a... Well, it's a non-negotiable. All right. So, which, which is... But I need a deadline. Look. I need structure. I can get... That's why I'm marrying you, because you're the structure I need. <laughs> well, I can't be the structure... Okay. I can't give myself structure. It don't work like that. But no, but you wouldn't be giving yourself structure. You'd be giving me structure. Yeah, I know. But what if I need it? I need, I need a deadline you of when I need to have this gameplay. That's the thing. Okay, I this conversation is getting us to you nowhere. already have. That's like saying, all right, if we were both rich, I'd be mar- I can't marry you to make you rich if you're already rich. I can make you richer. Yeah, killer. Right. I don't. It's not working. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right. So. It's like it's a non-negotiable, but it's like I would like for you to play it before we're married. But if like we get married, it's like that's literally it. Like you just have to play it because that's part of the that's literally the vow, which is really kind of sad if you think about it. Because I'm like, 
I have nothing else in there, and Jordan could have like five things, and my one thing would not change. But it's um. Don't even think about it. Yeah, I caught you. Sorry. Continue. But it's just like that's about how that's how strongly I feel about that game. Cause I remember at one point I was texting my friends like, at this point, Jordan doesn't even have to even play the fifth one anymore. She can literally play the third or the fourth one, and I'd be perfectly fine with it. But I'm just like, no, I kind of want you to put the fifth one because that's the one I've played the most. But four be okay. Three, I say no because I haven't beaten three yet. Mm. Which is more like I can now, but I'm kind of slacking because there was a while there. I was like, oh, I got time to play the game. And then I didn't have, you know, battery power to play it. But I was like, I went and bought batteries. But then I was like, I don't know if I want to play this because, you know, insert game here. Do you want to say hello, killer? Can you speak? 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 Killer, it's okay. It's okay. I know. I know. I know that they. I don't have a treat out. You won't do it without a treat. Hold on. You speak? Speak? No, but it's like, what is it? It's like, you are ready to go to bed. That's what it is. Down. It is past his bedtime. Down. Past yours, too. That's how these old people work. No. Down. Speak. Louder. Speak. Louder. Louder. A boy's hugging. I know he's not speaking. He does it for my mom. I can't get him to do it for me, right? Because remember, there it's Mama Anderson. I know. The OG. No, papa. No, no, give it. Come on, in. quit. That's it's definitely that man. It's definitely that was bedtime. I was like, he's like, as soon as I looked and I was like, I looked and saw what time was. Like, this man ready to go to bed. That's what it is. Oh, he was super upset with me last night because I didn't go to bed till like two a.m. and he kept yeah. like barking at me <laughs> to like light it. Oh my god, what's wrong with you? I was watching Castle and I was sad. I mean, I was sad, so I was watching Castle. But I wasn't sad because I was watching Sa- Castle. I was watching Castle because I was sad. Because I'm not logged into Funimation here, so I can't watch Fairy Tale. Why are you not logged into Funimation? Because the Funimation account is a certain ex-boyfriend's, and I don't know the password to it. And I haven't bought it yet myself. Just use my account. I don't have your information. The- you at- I was literally getting it ready to send to you, ma'am. Oh. Okay, then. Because I was sitting there, like, I don't have the account. And I'm like, it's like, I haven't bought it yet. It's like, just use mine. I literally have. <laughs> okay. Uh, so, yeah, we will skip DQ's corner for now because we kind of already had a DQ's corner. We just didn't formally preface it with that. Uh, you should get a mini episode that we mentioned earlier uh, after this airs on Friday before Halloween. So, I'll probably post the mini episode on Halloween. Um, because it is a about a very, very gruesome topic. So I feel like it's Halloween fitting. My plan is to produce many episodes uh, on the off weeks of the podcast, but that may not always happen. Many episodes are going to be considered bonus content. And if we get enough listeners to start a Patreon, uh, the, the mini episodes will then be available to Patreon donors if that time ever comes. But for now, I'm going to upload them as regular or 
upload them as bonus content, but they'll be free to access. So, yeah, here's that. <laughs> there we go. You can find us on Twitter at A Earful, capital A E. We are not on Instagram as of yet, but you can find Jordan on Instagram and Twitter at perfectly underscore wild with an E, and me, DQ. On Twitter at D A Q U I N T O N, capital A N D E R S, so it's the Quentin Anders, and DQ04 on Instagram. Our Facebook is a fearful earful, all one word, and you can email us your creepy stories or topic suggestions at a fearful earful pod at gmail.com. If you like what you hear, the best way to support the show is to leave us a review on iTunes, share with everyone you know, and subscribe to the podcast on your favorite podcast app. We're available on Anchor, Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts. A Fearful Earful was created by me, Jordan Anderson, with co-host DQ Anderson. All A Fearful Earful art was created by Gerilyn Anderson, my sister, and music is by One Wave, licensed through Premium Beat.